It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clark. Thank you for tuning in to episode 2 of the podcast. Apparently there were no other podcasts worth listening to. This program is brought to you by Frank and Stein's Bodybuilding. Herman Frank and George Stein, professional bodybuilders, bring to you this week Build Your Own Body Special. Pay for one body, get one free. If not completely satisfied, no money back. Today on the 2 o'clock show, we present Science of the Mind. Brought to you in part by Marvin's New and Used Spacecraft Parts. Featuring this week's specials on Galaxian and Transmorphic Motivators, Inhibitor Sockets, the new and improved Upsilon Space Modulator. Isn't that lovely? Today on Science of the Mind, we're featuring Phobia of the Week. And this week's phobia is Anatidae Phobia. Hosting today's Science of the Mind is Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer, who we have on the line. Hello, Doctor. Are you there? Nice talking on this show. Uh, uh, I'm glad to be here once again. Oh yes, hello. Um, I I don't mean to offend, but isn't it kind of odd how just about? I mean, this may be a bit of a stereotype, but how every psychiatrist seems to be German. I'm sorry, old boy. Uh, my peanut butter sandwich was stuck to the roof of my mouth, which is interesting because. Arachibutophobia is actually the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of one's mouth. Interesting. It seems we're getting a a, a bonus phobia for this week. But speaking of which, uh, what is anatidaphobia, Doctor? It is the fear that somewhere, somehow, a duck is watching you. I see. And uh, is this a fear that the duck will hunt them down, that it's stalking them for some reason, or that it has some malicious intent for the person? Uh, not specifically. It, it it just causes concern that a duck somewhere, somehow, might be watching one. Interesting. That is kind of strange. I, I hadn't heard of that. I, I've been in parks before where where I felt like maybe the ducks were following me because I had a bag of popcorn or bread or whatever, and I remember being watched by a, a certain duck in, a, in an amusement park one time, followed me around and made me kind of nervous, but I hadn't heard of this one before myself. Yes, it is rather, rather unusual. Um, uh, I understand you, you have uh, collars uh, on the line that, that may feel that they may be uh, experiencing uh, this this condition. That's true. Uh, let's take our first caller now. Hello, you're on the 2 o'clock show. Yeah, um, this is Bill. Yeah, I think I have that uh, anatidephobia thing. Uh, a while back, uh, I was at the park, and uh, I seen a duck. And, uh, he was he was looking at me, and uh, so I looked back at him, and and he was watching me, and this went on for some time, and then I ate my whole lunch there, and uh, and the duck watched me the whole time and made me made me kind of nervous. I I see that 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 could be troubling. Did you share your your lunch with this? 
this uh, duck that you saw? Well, uh, not exactly. Um, I just had a sandwich and and uh, thermos of coffee, and so I ate my sandwich, and I I really didn't think the duck would want any coffee, so um, I didn't really share it with him, you know. Well, that's uh, that that is he he. I rather imagine the duck was was curious as to what you were you were eating there. Ducks do uh, have a tendency to eat bread and popcorn and that sort of thing. Uh, when one travels through the the park or or any body of water where there there happen to be ducks. Well, I don't know. It, it made me real nervous and. I told my my wife her name is Wanda. I was talking to her and uh, and uh, she said she just said I was a fool. So so she never heard of me no being afraid of no duck watching them. But uh, I don't know. Well, uh, that's very very interesting, sir. Uh, next time you might want to try sharing your sandwich with the duck. Uh, perhaps uh, just make sure it's not peanut butter. You don't want to stick his his beak shut. Uh, but you might try, try uh, sharing your lunch with the duck next time. All right, moving on to our next caller. Hello, you're on the two o'clock show. You're live on the air. Yes, hello. I saw a duck once. Did you have a, uh, any particular question for uh, Doctor Strottlemeyer? Is it normal for a duck to sit outside your window for three weeks straight? Uh, that is rather, rather, uh, disturbing. Um, did you check to see if the duck was alive? I tried to open the door once, and it tried coming in. It had this fiery look in its eyes. I knew it meant the death of me, and I closed the door as quickly as I could, but its little webbed devil foot stuck in there faster than I could close it. And I had to get the axe. It was just barely in reach, and I had to fend for my life. And now it's waddling around outside with a limp, and I'm stuck with this stupid duck foot in my house. I don't know what to do with it. Does the duck happen to swim in circles now? I mean, I suppose it could, but I haven't seen it go in the water. There's no water nearby. It just stares in my window. Have you have you cooked popcorn recently in your home? Yes. That may be it. Ducks ducks have a preference for popcorn, especially buttered and salted. They they have a, a tendency to really enjoy popcorn, and they will travel miles to to follow anyone that they smell making popcorn, and they will they will gather in amusement parks and other uh, parks and will try to get popcorn from anyone. Popcorn or even uh, bread, breadcrumbs and so forth. If I had known, I never would have made it in the first place. But I do have another question. Okay, go ahead. When did they learn Morse code? I say, that is a rather strange one. Ducks and Morse code. I have seen ducks... Uh, Tapping on on snails and things like that, they will they will actually uh, wrap on things like that to break them up to eat them. But uh, that is that is kind of strange. I used the internet. 
and I translated what it was saying. It, it taps on my window at night and keeps me awake. It says things like, you will suffer, you will pay for your crimes. I didn't know that ducks had laws. Okay, well, we'll keep you on uh, on the line there, and we'll we'll let you talk after the program with Dr. Yusuf Strottlemeyer and see what he would like to do with you. I mean, uh, how he may uh, advise you. And thank you for for listening today to our program. We hope that it's been educational and informative, and we hope that no one else out there suffers from the fear of a duck somewhere, somehow, watching you. The following is brought to you in part by Colligan, Mulligan, O'Sullivan, and Chain, purveyors of fine Mexican food. Today on the Two O'Clock Show, we have a very special interview that requires an underwater microphone. It's an interview with an actual, genuine fish. Okay, so the crew is bringing the fish tank in now. Hello, what's your name? Uh, my name is Betty. That's an interesting name. Yes, especially since I'm male. I I hate being called Betty. That uh, sounds rough. So, how old are you, Betty? Well, in people years... I'm nine years old, but in fish years, I'm 96. And what kind of fish are you, may I ask? I'm, I'm just a 10-cent feeder fish. I'm not one of these fancy plicostomus or one of those kind of fish. I'm, I'm just a plain old fish you'd buy for 10 cents to feed to your turtle. Oh, I see the... Inflammation is a real thing. You guys used to cost six cents back at the pet store. Yep, it cost everything going up, even even us fish. So how's life as a 97-year-old feeder fish? 96, I'll be 97 in March, but, well, it's, it's uh, pretty boring, actually. I'm just in here by myself. I just swim around and act excited if people look at me and and sometimes I blow bubbles and sometimes I'll count them for something to do and then uh, twice a day they feed me and that's kind of the highlight of my day and then comes cleaning day they clean my tank about once a week and that's Traumatic, especially for an old fish like me. Uh, they they take me out and put me in a cup of water and they empty out my aquarium and clean everything, which is nice. It's better than swimming around in your own poop for a week, but uh, they clean my my tank out and, and then they put me back in and that's kind of as, as exciting as my life gets. Well, do you have any recommendations you could give for any fish owners out there listening? Yeah, a couple. Don't leave your fish tank outside. I'll never forget Wanda. Wanda, uh, she was a good friend. They put the tank outside. It was Wanda, 
and Philemon and me and and a blue jay come down and it wandered right out of the bowl and by the time our owner saw it it was too late the blue jay had flown off with Wanda and of course we never saw her again and and uh, our owners were sorry but it was too late and then it was down to Philemon and me and and one day they it was a cold day and they put us up in the windowsill and and wouldn't you know it the, they left us in there when the sun come around and poor old Philemon just couldn't take it I I think he kind of boiled he it just got too hot for old Philemon and a little while later I I heard the toilet flush and I I knew I'd never see old Philemon again oh I'm Sorry for your losses, Mr. Betty. Uh, but you sound like a hardy old fish to survive all that. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, there's not a whole lot to do, but I try to be a good fish and try to keep everybody happy. I, I just hope I don't have to go visit the old toilet myself anytime soon, if you know what I mean. Indeed. Well, thank you for uh, talking with us, Mr. Betty. And this has been an interview with a fish on the two o'clock show. And don't uh, don't buy those expensive fish. It's it's a trap. And our program director Obadiah Perkins has given us a public service announcement. That's right. Muckinac Island in the South Pacific has a warning of extremely high tide today. But if you don't live on Muckinac Island, that has nothing to do with you. And now for the rest of our program. And now it's time for the Spectacular Shrinking Machine. Brought to you by... Noah Zark and Sons Shipbuilders. Alright, I think, with this final touch, I think it's all ready. This should go well with our geotemporal vortex facilitator. I, I think it'll have uh, some interesting applications being able to shrink down to several different scales along with traveling in space and time. You know, this thing uh, still looks like a piece of garbage. It looks like we've got more garbage and put that garbage onto our garbage. Well, it'll be less auspicious that way, I think. You mean people won't notice a giant trash pile teleporting in front of them? True. Well... At least when we shrink down, people hopefully won't see us. Okay. Let's uh, climb in then. Now, we do we do have to remember that when we shrink down, we're going to be in the same location that we shrink down in. We're not going to be able to travel as we do in the uh, geotemporal vortex facilitator. So we'll have to be either bring the machine with us in the geotemporal vortex facilitator and then shrink down or just stay where we are and just shrink down and just deal with things once we shrink. Is that why we welded it to four little red wagons? Yes. Okay. Makes so, it more portable. So shall we give us a test run then? Now what's what's this button here? I don't recall seeing this. What does what does this one do? Did is that something new? Is that the periscope button? I'm not sure. Let's push it and see what it does.
So that's what it does. Huh. Interesting. I don't see what what the purpose is, but why not? I don't remember installing it. What scale would we like to shrink down to for our maiden voyage in our, our new machine here? I say go big or go home. And by go big, I mean go small. So about uh, 187th scale, that'd be like HO scale in model railroading? Sure. Okay. Don't be too small because, you know, be easy to be sucked up a vacuum or stepped on by a centipede or some such. Okay, do you want to do the honors once again? Sure. Okay. I'm glad we, we shrank down for our first uh, voyage in this thing outside. That way we can examine the, the front yard from a, a smaller scale and see what it looks like from that perspective. Okay, so let's take a look then. Huh. The grass sure looks bigger once you're so much smaller. I mean, I expected that, but once you're like actually standing next to it, you know, it, it really sets in. What's that pounding? It sounds like something, something big is walking our way. Is that a dog? I think it is. Well, have to be careful he doesn't step on us, because if we get squished, your mom will never forgive me. And stay away from fire hydrants. True. That was a dog. Whose dog is in our yard? We don't have a dog. Sounds like a problem for when we're done doing this. Now what's what's that's a sow bug right there. Look at that thing. Can you I never knew they made a noise like that. I'm gonna write it. This is a very uncomfortable bug. I'll bring a saddle next time. It does not seem pleased. Let's go check on those ants that we had up by the front door. <laughs> okay. They kind of make a strange little noise too, don't they? Seems everything does when you're this small. So, uh, what are we gonna do now that we're this small? Hopefully not get beaten by a bug or a, a bird or something. Yeah. Outside of uh, seeing small things big, which is neat and all, there isn't really much to do, is there? No, I think those will be better once we, we go on our uh, geotemporal vortex facilitator. I think I think we can have better applications, perhaps. Uh, go see the signing of the Declaration of Independence and be so small that nobody notices us. We just kind of be a fly on the wall, so to speak. I think your idea of bringing along a, a small saddle might be good too. If we shrink to a larger scale, like 124th scale, we, we could bring our saddle along and maybe saddle up on the back of a bird and you know try flying around, see how that goes. Well, that sounds interesting at the least. Well, I vote for uh, getting back to our normal size. I uh, really don't want to get stepped on by a centipede or something out here or eaten by a bird. A lot of strange noises out here. It's like being in your own uh, Amazon jungle or something out here in your own front yard. Yeah. All right, let's head back. Okay. After you. Okay, let's see. And it's just uh, flip the switch the other way to reverse it, right? Yes. We need to remember which scale we're going to go back to because we 
don't want to come back being 14 feet taller than we were in the first place. That could be a problem. Okay, here we go. We thank you for tuning into our podcast once again and spending this time with us. We appreciate it. We know your time is valuable. And we're glad you wasted these last several minutes with us. And we hope that you will continue to enjoy our future podcasts. And we shall see you next time. Even though we won't see you because we can't see you. And you'll just hear us. And if you can see us, then you're on very strange medication. And should not take it. And you will have to go see Dr whatever his name was, that guy, that shrink, that guy with peanut butter stuck on his roof of his mouth. I'm leaving this in just so you know this is golden. <laughs> <laughs>